Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is our first official episode, and I'd like to start off by saying welcome and follow on um, Instagram and the Facebook page at I Have Kids Podcast. Also, follow and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it at. So, um, I want to start this first episode off with um, sharing a few lessons that I've learned as a first-time parent. Um, of course, you know you've heard it before. People are going to give you advice that you don't ask for and tell you how to raise your kid and all that stuff. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I'm not going to tell you how to raise your kid, but I'm going to give some very helpful advice that helped me with you know, being a first-time parent. I'm three months in. But, um, you know, it can be overwhelming. I know my grandmother has been telling me, oh, you don't seem like a new parent. You seem so comfortable and confident and you handle your child so well. Um, I hope so because I'm her mother and there's, um, I'm the only mother she has. Anyway, (laughs) um, uh, let's see here. So everyone thinks I'm going to start off by like a few things here. Cause y'all know, I keep always keep my notes with me. If you listen to two or four radio, you know, I'll always have my notes because I will be babbling and saying whatever and be all over the place. So, um, you know, everyone thinks you're clueless when you're a first time parent, people want to believe you have no experience with children whatsoever. You've never even seen a child before. And that's how people will approach you or, um, you know, talk to you for some people it's true for some people you never have been around a child before or have any experience with child care. But for some people like me who have younger siblings, cousins, um, and worked in a daycare before, um, and you know, have child care experience, you kind of do have a good idea of what you're doing. Um, you may be nervous and unsure and people telling you how to, take care of your child or giving you advice you did not ask for you're gonna sometimes feel like well dang what made them say that like what caught them off guard like what you're gonna be caught off guard by the unwanted advice and it's gonna feel like oh shoot did I do something wrong they they said that for a reason was I doing something that I shouldn't have done with my child and I'm making this episode because 
all of this stuff can be overwhelming. You're trying to get to know your child. You're trying to form a routine. You've got your mother telling you one thing. You've got your partner's mother telling you something else. You've got doctors saying something completely different from both of them. And then you've got your friends with children, your mom friends and dad friends telling you something else. And everybody is giving you all this different advice and it can be overwhelming and at the end of the day, nobody is in this household and in the household, but you and the child, um, or maybe, you know, whoever is taking care of the child on a regular basis, you know, nobody is getting up with you at three o'clock in the morning to change a diaper and give the baby a bottle, but you, so you got to follow, you know, you're the parent. You have to remind yourself that you are the parent. That is the first advice I want to give. You are the parents. Mother and father, mother and or father, um, you are the parents, okay? What you say, you have the final say with this child. At the end of the day, when you take this child to, to grandma or great-grandma or whoever is babysitting, you, you have to remind yourself, they have to follow your rules for this child, okay? Um, so what I want to say about that is prepare things your own way. All right. Do what you feel is best for your child. And it's like, you know, your mom is going to give you advice because she's going to give things based off of how she raised you and your siblings, because that's the experience she has. But what you also have to remember is there are codes and rules and the FDA and all this stuff that change all the time. Okay. Number one, number two, like, I don't know about y'all, but for me, my mother, her youngest child is almost 20 years old. It's not me. I'm the oldest child, but the youngest child is almost 20 years old. So my mother's last experience with the baby was damn near 20 years ago. I need to stop cursing, but the last experience she had with the baby was 20 years ago. I have a pandemic baby. (laughs) Um, I guess she'd be considered a pandemic baby. She was born in 2021, was still in the pan- in the heights of the pandemic. But yeah, so this child is completely different than my brother who was born in 2002. Like there's a whole 20 year age gap. So my mom can sit here and say, and, and of course with me too, like I was born in 1995. My mom could sit there and tell me, well, this is what I did with you. And this is what I did with you and your sister. This is what I did. I did this like this and like that, like that, da, 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 da. Okay. That's cool. But they don't, they make different gadgets now. Um, you know, there's different things. The children have changed the, the, the way you know, it's a lot of stuff that's different. I know um, when I was d- developing my hospital plan, I know my mother was going based off of her last experience in the labor and delivery floor 20 years ago, okay? You know, she was all like, well, somebody needs to be there to go see the baby in the nursery because you won't be able to get up, da 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 because that's what happened to me. Well, Mom... In the last 20 years since you had a baby, they no longer put babies in a nursery if they are well and healthy. They are in the room with the mother. They now have mother-baby units in hospitals, you know? And 
here's why is I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm no professional, but I'm pretty sure it has a lot to do with the whole bonding and babies being mixed up and babies being stolen out of hospitals. I'm sure it has a lot to do with a whole bunch of different things. So with that being said, you know, it's stuff like that. You know, you have to develop your own birth plan. It starts from there. Prepare your own way, okay? Um, so just don't listen to people. I probably am rambling at this point. But, you know, um, just don't don't take advice that you didn't ask for, number one, mainly. And number two, like... Um, I know I keep saying everything is number one. What y'all gonna hear me say a lot is, okay, so number one, all right, so number two, number three. I, I don't know why I do that, but it helps me make my get my point across. Um, it's okay to ask for advice. You know, if you do want to know, hey, what should I do about this, do about that, you can still ask for advice. But like I said, um, you know, every child is different. And even if your parents raised you and your partner's parents raised them, this child is not you or your partner. This is a completely different child. All right. And the best advice you can get from, I mean, the best advice you can get on raising your child is from your child. Your child knows what he or she wants and doesn't want. He or she knows what they are willing to digest. I mean, they don't know, but... That's the best way, you know, it'll happen. A good example would be when my daughter was about two or three weeks old, we experienced constipation because we started giving her a different formula. We went from giving her what the hospital sent us home with to a a more regular formula. And um, it was the transition, I guess, took a toll on her stomach and she was constipated for about a week and a half. Lord, that was a long week and a half. So, you know, everyone was telling me different things. I had her, um, her grandmother was saying, give her baby apple juice. Okay, I tried that, but it didn't work. Then I was told to give her plain um, baby water. That didn't work. And keep in mind, everything I'm being told is from different people. It's not all from one person. Then, um, let me see. My mother suggested... Um, I think my mother said to give her plain water. I think that was my mother that told me that plain water. And then I, I remember when I went inside of, um, a store, I went inside of a Maxway and I asked a lady that was working there. I said, Hey, I'm looking for some apple juice or baby apple juice. And I, the lady was like, Oh, well, I don't think we have baby apple juice. And I said, Oh, well, I'm just looking for something to help with my daughter's constipation. She goes, give her some Gatorade. They say give the babies Gatorade. And I'm like, she's two weeks old. Well, I'm not giving my two-week-old child Gatorade. What? What? It was crazy. You know, then, um, let's see. They also say to give babies prune juice. I did give her some prune juice, but the thing about the prune juice is it works a little slower. Um, so I ended up giving her a glycerin suppository because her stool was a a little too much for her to push out. But, um, you know, now it's like I learned from my child that prune juice works best for her. Everyone else gave great advice, but the best advice I got on what to do about my child's constipation was from my child. 
she told she showed me her body showed me that prune juice works best for her if you do it in time so now i know if she hasn't had a bowel movement in about two or three days give her some prune juice um also by the way i also learned that you know going a couple of days without a bowel movement is normal for children but we're not going to keep talking about that that's a different episode so um yeah, follow your child's gut, follow your child's lead. If your child reacts to things a certain way, that is the advice you need to take. Regardless if everyone's saying, oh, you need to use this formula, you need to, people are going to tell you, that's another thing, people will tell you what kind of formula to use, what diapers to use, um, what kind of wipes, what, what brand of clothes, the type of clothes. Everybody is going to tell you little things, every little thing what to do with your child. But like I said, you have to do what's best for you and your child. You know your child. Um, another advice I got, everybody was always saying, oh, Pampers is a good brand. Well, Pampers had my daughter breaking out in her diaper area, so it can't be all that great for her, you know? Maybe it's good for your baby. Maybe it was good for me or my sister or whoever or her father or her, his brothers, whoever. It was good for them. But she reacted differently to diapers. I mean to Pampers. Um, you know, and you, you have to experiment with different diapers. I know what I did was I just bought a whole bunch of different brands and I used each brand like every other day or whatever to see what brand was best. And I remember I had a friend who didn't really understand what I was doing. And she was like, well, why not just get a brand? And if it works, keep using that. Well, there might be something better. Like I did notice that parents choice is a good brand, it's absorbent, but All Good was a better brand for overnight because some nights we don't wake up. My daughter is sleeps very, very well. She's actually asleep right now, but she sleeps very well. So some nights I sleep really good and I don't remember to wake up and change her. So, you know, as long as I coat her bottom really good and just keep a very absorbent diaper on her she's good and for that reason I like to use all good so yeah um you gotta choose your own diapers you also have to choose your own formula or breastfeeding or both or whatever methods you choose to do you know you have to do what's best for you I know um some people are saying they want to exclusively breastfeed and some mothers are being judged for exclusively breastfeeding because they're saying oh well you're making it hard for the people who are going to babysit your child because you gotta pump enough milk and suppose you don't send enough milk da 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 honestly I've been experiencing the same thing with bottle feeding and um formula now, my child is both breastfed and formula fed, so I know I do send, um, I can calculate the amount of time she's going to be with my mother during the day and how many bottles to send, and then, like, you know, in the morning, I make sure she's loaded with breast milk for the vitamins and stuff. So, like I said, it's, anyway, my point is, it's all based on what you want to do, you know? It's based on your routine, your life, how you want your child to be. Everybody's going to tell you something different okay like I know a lot of people were trying to discourage me from breastfeeding they don't think I know that but it's obvious I they were really trying to discourage me from it which was annoying because it's like why not you know I know my mom was all like oh well your aunts tried to do it it didn't go too well for them well that's them you know it worked out perfectly for me and my child honestly my child taught me how to breastfeed better than the doctors did you know we were in the uh 
in the hospital the first week she was born and they were trying to help me with latching on and helping her latch on getting a good latch and all this stuff but it was kind of weird for us it's like okay she's not really getting it but when we got home she just you know got right on it and I was like okay well this is how it's supposed to work and it's been working for us ever since and she's also on a formula so that's another thing you can choose what type of formula you want to give your kids I know someone was telling me oh do Infamil do Similac do this do that um honestly Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't subscribe to cow milk, period. So, I decided to give my child plant-based milk. She's on um, a soy, Gerber soy or whatever. You know, like, why should I... And, and, and that's like I said, everybody's opinion is different. Why should I... And here's my opinion on things. Why should I give my child cow milk instead of my own milk? You know, believe it or not, baby formula is cow milk. So it's like, why is it's based on cow milk? So why should I give her cow milk instead of my milk? And people are constantly trying to discourage me from breastfeeding my child. You know, like I shouldn't give my child my milk. I need to give her a cow's milk. Please make that make sense. Anyway. Um, so the best thing you could do is, um, do research for things that you're comfortable with. Listen to your pediatricians or OBGYN because those are the people who are working with you and your child. Like, you know, if something happens, your child is, like, coughing up blood in the middle of the night, you can't get up and go run to your mom's house. You can't get up and go run to your friend's house and they figure it out. You got to go to the doctor. So it's easier to take, for me, this is what based off of me. Like I said, do what you want to do. That's what this is all about. Do what you want to do. But for me, it's easier for me to only take advice from her pediatrician because if I take advice from everyone else and I go to this doctor and the doctor says, so what did you give this child? And I list everything that everyone else subscribed to, I mean, um, suggested for me to do. Um... Everyone else is not going to be held responsible for what happens to my child. I am. Okay? You know, the doctor could tell me, oh, well, you shouldn't have given her that because that caused the problem. This is very dangerous. This, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. All this other stuff that every other parent was telling me to do. You know, now I'm held responsible. Doctor's looking at me crazy. And, you know, I don't know. I just have this big fear of child services for some reason. So, yeah. Um... You know, don't don't get advice from everybody. You can get advice from people you want to get advice from. Get get advice from, but yeah, you know. Um, my next advice is to stay calm. Whatever you do and whatever you are trying to figure out, please just stay calm. It's not the end of the world. Your child is just 
crying and breathing. Crying, if your child is crying, your child is breathing, okay? If your child is breathing, he or she is not that bad off. They might be in pain, they might be uncomfortable, but your child is breathing just fine if he or she is crying. So, you also have to remember, crying is the only way your child can communicate. I know I have um, my grandmother, she does have anxiety really bad, but anytime my daughter cries, it's like, oh my God, we gotta do something. Something is terribly wrong. No, crying is the only way she can communicate. Nothing is terribly wrong. She's just a little hungry. And she doesn't know how to say, I'm hungry. So she just screams at the top of her lungs. You know, like, it's, you just have to stay calm because when you panic, your child can feel you panicking and everything gets 10 times worse. Now it's 4 o'clock in the morning and both of y'all are sitting there crying. And I don't know about y'all, but when I get in that point, because we all get to that point when we just sit there and just cry with our child, I know we all get to that point because I've gotten to that point. I It, it kind of made me wonder, am I good at being a mother or can I be a mother? You know, you have that moment where you're like, why am I doing this? You know, but you have to, then when you, when you finally get your child calm, you realize you can do it and you realize you did do it. You are doing it. And this is a lifelong commitment that you're going to constantly be doing it, constantly figuring things out. So always stay calm. Nobody can tell you how to be a parent. Um, people are going to judge you and your decisions, but as long as you feel what you are doing is right you're good. At the end of the day, nobody can tell you you are a bad parent besides your child because that is the child you are a parent to. Remember that, okay? You're doing great, by the way. You know? So, grandparents. Let's get to that. Especially first-time grandparents. Um, I think, based off of what I've experienced grandparent first time grandparents don't know the difference between being a parent and being a grandparent and they don't know how to be a grandparent um you know sometimes I have to remind my mother hey this is my kid I'm the mother here this is your grandchild this is not your child because my mother gets so caught up in loving her grandbaby and I I love how much she loves her and I appreciate her being such a good grandmother because not I'm not gonna lie I know some people their mothers are like just oh no you had a baby I this is not my problem not my responsibility I know a lot of people who look at babies as a burden and a problem Okay, and I'm so grateful for the fact that my family does not look at my child that way. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I have a family who wants to spend time with my child as much as possible. Um, I'm, I'm glad she has a grandmother who wants to spend time with her as much as possible. My mother has offered, you know, because some, some grandmothers are like, oh no, I'm not babysitting because you decided to have a baby you know I'm glad I don't have that type of mother and my child does not have that type of grandmother but however I think my mom sometimes gets a little caught up because you know she'll say things like well I'm going to do this for her or when she's when it's time for her to go in this phase I'm deciding this is what we're gonna do no you cannot make that decision I'll take your suggestion, but at the end of the day, the decision on things like what brand of diaper she's wearing, um, 
when she starts eating baby food, what food she's going to eat, or the type of soaps we use on her, the products we use for her and stuff. At the end of the day, those decisions fall on me and her father at the end of the day, okay? Because we are her parents. We are the ones raising this child. We are taking care of this child. Something happens to her. We are the ones that have to get up and take her to the ER, the pediatrician. Lord forbid anything, knock on wood, things won't happen to her. But at the end of the day, we are the parents. You are the grandparents, you know? I think more of the role of the grandparents is to um, grand the parents, you know? Just be, you know, just, you know, and... and we will take your advice. Um, you spend time with your grandkids, you know, enjoy being around them, but let the parents be parents. I understand this is my first child. I understand I don't know everything, but you got to let me figure it out. I know like, um, about a month ago, maybe, um, I wasn't really taking my daughter out much. I'm sorry, I thought I heard something. But, you know, I I wasn't really taking my daughter out much. She wasn't really going anywhere besides her father's house, my house, and my mom's house. So, with that being said, I never really went anywhere where I have to change my daughter's diaper in public or, um, you know, figure out how to feed her in public and stuff like that. So, when I go to my mom's house, because that's the only outing me and my daughter have together... Um, at one, at this point in time, not now, but at the time I'm speaking of, you know, my mom was all like, oh, I'll change the diaper. And I'm like, okay, well, mom, I have to figure out how to change my daughter's diaper without the changing table we have at home. Because, you know, I got a lot. My mom goes, well, I'm a pro. I could do it in my lap. Good for you. But you being a pro and being able to change diapers in your lap is not going to help me when I'm at Walmart with my child or if I'm at a park or if I'm, you know, at a doctor's appointment or something. I I have a changing table at home. So it's easy for me to pick her up and take her in the room and change her on her changing table where I have everything that I need. But now I have to figure out how to change her mobily like like changing her diaper in the car is not for us I learned that a long time ago but you know I have to figure things out I can't sit here at Starbucks and my child you know needs to be changed and call my mom because she's the professional that can change a diaper in her lap I can't do that I have to figure out how to do it myself so like I said you, you know you you have to figure out everything on your own your parents are going to try to parent your child instead of be a grandparent. You got to kind of remind them, hey, I'm the mother, I'm the father, I'm the parent here. I, I got to figure this out because what am I going to do when you're not around? You know? So do what you see fit. That's my other um, advice, which I'm pretty sure I've said this like multiple times. Um, you can breastfeed or bottle feed or both. Um, exclusive breastfeeding is not just for white people. I want to say that. Um, I've heard so many black people say, and I had no idea this was a thing, but I had so many, I've heard so many black people say breastfeeding is for white people. Oh, you think you're white cause you want to exclusively breastfeed. You want to breastfeed, blah, 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 blah. So that makes you white. You're trying to be like a white person. <sighs> Jesus. Oh my God, Lord. 
I think we tend to forget, and this is a side note, I think we tend to forget that when black people were enslaved or when black people worked um, as mammies and caretakers, are y'all forgetting that black women had to breastfeed these white children? Are we forgetting that part? Anyway, that's just a side note. I'm going to just let that marinate in your head. But, no. Giving your child your milk that you made for your child, that your body made for your child, is not just a... a um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not just a habit. It's not the word. Habit's not the word I'm looking for. But it's not just a... a habit or a thing to do or thing only white people do because you're black does not mean you have to use formula if you feel like I said you had to do what's best for you your body now I'm not trying to force people to breastfeed because by all means we all have our reasons for the things we choose but the way I felt about it was my body made this milk for my child why not? I'm making milk in my sleep for free. And when I was preparing to have my child and I was in the store shopping and I saw the price of one can of formula, I said, yes, I'm going to breastfeed. <laughs> I thought I was going to exclusively breastfeed, but that wasn't the case. So um, I do both. That's just the preference I chose. Um, you can choose to... Uh, you could choose to give your child formula. And by the way, what I also learned that some people don't realize, when we say breastfeed, breastfeed does not always, does not mean you are exclusively pulling out your breasts and, and latching your child on all the time. That really just means your child is receiving breast milk. Okay, your child is receiving breast milk instead of formula. So you could pump and put your milk in a bottle and let your child drink that. Personally, that's what I would prefer to do because I just don't have that type of confidence to breastfeed in public, like pull my breast out in public and latch my child on. I don't have that kind of confidence. But if my body responded to a pump properly, then I would gladly, um, you know, fill up a couple bottles. But with that being said, it's just easier for her to latch on. I feel like that's the only way milk actually comes out of me. So I just breastfeed her at home. Anyway, um, what's my next advice here? Yeah, choose your own formula. Choose your own bottles. People are going to tell you what brand of bottles to use um, based off of what they did and what worked for their child. You have to remind yourself you're not raising their child. You're raising your child. Okay? Um... Also choose, you know, whatever car seat and stroller you choose. That's up to you as well. That is not, um, that's not anybody else's decision. That's on you, okay? Because you're the one who has to travel around with this kid. You're the one who has to figure out how to maneuver what works for you, your cargo space and your, the space in your vehicle, what you're capable of lifting. Your travel system is up to you. It's not up to this other person who is saying, oh, no, you need to use Evenflow. You know, no, you should use Graco. You should use this. You should use that. Use what you think is best for you, okay? Um, also, choose your own diapers, okay? I think I said this multiple times. What I haven't said yet was um, 
when it comes to sleepers and what you have your and onesies and the things your child wears, um, of course everybody's gonna say, Oh, keep your child covered, um, head to toe at first because they're newborn, they're fresh, da da da. Okay. When it comes to sleepers, you have some with snaps, you have some with buttons. Um, I personally prefer the ones with zippers. I'm sorry, I just said snaps and buttons. Zippers and buttons is what I meant. I prefer the ones with zippers because when I'm half sleep and don't feel like getting out of my bed and my child needs her diaper changed, these zippers make my life so much easier, okay? Um, I know my mother, she was all like, well, you should use the snap because, you know, you don't want the metal of the zipper to be on her and she can feel it and it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, that to me, it, it was more of, I felt that way more about snaps because on the back of the snap of the little, uh, clasp of each, um, of each button the little metal thing would be on her. But with the zippers, it's like the zippers was tucked away inside this little pocket or whatever, and she won't feel it. But anyway, you know, you have your own preference. I I remember the first time I went inside of Carter's, right after I found out I was having a girl, I I just went shopping. I spent like $600 on stuff in one weekend. And the lady was like, she told me, she said, hey, I recommend zippers because when you're getting up 3 o'clock in the morning to change the diaper, you're not going to want to sit here and fiddle with all these snaps. And Lord, was she right. So that's the best advice I've gotten. But do what's best for you when it comes to that. But I just threw in a couple of things in there that helped me help influence the decisions I made. Um, None of these options will make you a bad parent. Let's start with that. Regardless of what you choose. Um... Yeah, regardless of what you choose, no matter what options you choose, when it comes to diaper, choosing one diaper over another will not make you a bad parent. Choosing breastfeeding over formula feeding will not make you a bad parent, or the other way around, that will make you a bad parent. Choosing certain um, brands of wipes and diapers and baby foods and brands of formula, these choosing all these options will not make you a bad parent. What will make you a bad parent? Not feeding your child at all. Not changing your child's diaper at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to sit here and talk about what makes you a bad parent, but I, I don't think that's parent of the year material right there. Um, What I had to learn, and this is more for, like, now I'm going to speak on things that are more for your uh, mental health. Um, You're going to have moments where you question if you are a good parent. If you question if you're doing the right thing, or you're going to wonder, should I have given this child up? Should I have, and I'm speaking the truth here, okay? You're going you're gonna to have moments where you're going to wonder, was I better off letting someone else raise this child? I, I know um, there were so many different things that played into my mental health um, besides raising my child. Um, my the relationship with my child's father and other things is it's a lot of different things, a lot of different factors. Different things played a role in me wondering if I was good enough to be a mother or if my child deserved a different mother or deserved someone else raising her. I, I had these thoughts before. And I had these thoughts because, like I said, there were a lot of other factors involved. But um, 
I when you figure things out and you get things done because you know you have to, it's worth it and you realize you are built for this, you know? One of those things was um, you know, my daughter getting sick. She wasn't sick sick, but <laughs> let's go through this here. So within her, she's only three months old at the time I'm recording this. So in her first two months of life, she dealt with constipation multiple times, diaper rash, um, thrush, and a cold. And now she's got some kind of, um, I guess, something that came with her diaper rash that should have been treated with it, but I didn't notice it. It's, uh, Lord, it's, it's, I always felt like it's one thing after another, after another, after another. Why are these things happening? Why am I not able to prevent it? Why did I not know these things? And, you know, why did I not know that if I don't do this, then this will happen? Why did I not know that? And I start to wonder, am I a bad mother for these things, you know? Then I had to remind myself when I was a kid, and I used to get colds. I got ear infections. Um, I had like a little eczema rash or whatever, you know. I remember thinking all of these things. And I remember thinking my mother was a good mother because she helped me get through it. I remember being annoyed because when I had the flu or if I had a fever, I would just want to sleep. I didn't want to be bothered. But... Leave it to my mom to come in the room 2 o'clock in the morning with a pack of ice and some ginger ale and with a a cup full of iced ginger ale at that, you know, and she's taking my temperature, she's putting ice packs around my body, um, Vicks Vapor Rub on my feet with socks on. (laughs) That's the thing, my mom didn't put Vicks Vapor Rub on our chest. I think she thought it was too strong. She would put it on our feet. And we would still be able to feel the full effect of Vicks Vapor Rub. But, you know, she did these things. And I I remember thinking, you know, my mom helped me. She healed me, you know. It's like, with stuff like that, it's like, your child doesn't sit there and think, dang, you're a bad mom because I'm sick. Because honestly, half the time, your child's not, you're not the reason your child is sick. I mean, maybe you are. I don't know. But... Your child's not going to sit there and think, dang, I'm sick. Mom, how did you let me get sick? You're bad. Dad, how did you let me get sick? You're bad. Your child's not thinking. Now your child's looking for you to help them get better. And that's what makes you a good parent. Even if you don't know what to do and you take the time to figure it out, you talk to your doctors, you do research, you get answers, and you figure things out, that is what makes you a good parent. And I learned that. And there's no better feeling than seeing your child uncomfortable all night and and after you get your answers, your child is at peace. Your child can sleep. Your child is comfortable. There is no better feeling than that. Well, I'm sure there are better feelings, but, you know, to me, it was so rewarding when my child had thrush in her mouth and I was trying to find temporary fixes. I think she was up crying from like nine o'clock at night to four in the morning. And I just remember reading that like baking soda and water was like a temporary, um, what you call it? A temporary relief for her. And I said, okay, I just want her to be able to drink some milk and go to sleep. I put a little bit in her mouth and like with a cotton swab, put a little bit in her mouth and she calmed down like really quick. And 
I was able to feed her. It was good because when she had threats, she got to home, she wasn't really eating. I was able to feed her and I was able to get her to sleep and just looking at her finally sleep so comfortably after crying all night. It was so rewarding to just see her. And she smiles in her sleep sometimes. So it was just so rewarding to just see her finally comfortable and happy, you know. And I remember thinking, am I a bad mom? Because, you know, my daughter doesn't let you wipe her tongue. She will, it kills her to let you wipe her tongue. So I was like, am I a bad mom? Because I didn't fight enough to wipe her tongue? Stuff like that, you know. Um... Just remember, things happen. Kids get hurt. Kids get sick. They get rashes. They're vulnerable to everything because they don't have the best hygiene when they're young and you they have to wash their own hands or when they're babies and, you know, when you're still learning different things. Things happen. And children like my three-month-old don't have all their vaccines, so she's still susceptible for anything, you know? Um... It doesn't make you a bad parent. Remember that. And when you have those nights where your child is up crying all night long and you just don't know what's wrong and what to do, your child just wants to be fussy because that's where the moon and the stars is at right now. That doesn't make you a bad parent either. All right? I'm here to tell y'all, like, you doing good. If you your child, I want you to look at your baby right now, regardless how old they are. Rather, your child is... A couple months old, a year old, couple years old, grown. Look at that child and realize you got this child this far. Okay, I have a three-month-old. I look at my daughter and say, dang, I made it 90 days so far. That's 90 days I kept this child alive, kept this child breathing, kept this child learning and growing, you know. Look at your child, even children with different needs and stuff. Look at the fact that you're able to take care of this child. Look at the fact that God chose you. If you're religious, God chose you to be the person for this child, the one that loves this child, gives him or her everything he or she needs. Just, you're the one that they have at the end of the day. You're the one they're going to call when they need things, when all hell breaks loose. It's you. You're the one they rely on, you know? You're doing good. I want to say that. Keep doing you. Um, you know, you can ask whoever you need to ask for whatever advice you want. But don't let everybody's advice discourage you. And don't let anybody think you're doing something wrong. Hold your ground. Stand your ground when it comes to raising your kid. Don't let anybody else tell you how to do things or what to do. You know, um, you know your child best. Just Stand your ground. Keep doing what you're doing. You're in, you're, I don't want to say you're in control, but you are in control. You know, you're doing good. Moms, dads out there, mom friends, dad friends. That's what I'm going to call y'all for now, my mom friends and dad friends. Y'all doing good. You know, activate the Holy Spirit whenever you see fit. Do keep, keep it up, man. We got this. All right. That's all I want to say. This episode is a lot longer than I wanted it to be. I was trying to aim for 20 or 30 minutes, but there's so much I had to say here. So, with that being said, thanks y'all for listening. I hope this first episode was 
a little helpful, mainly helpful for the new parents, but if it helps some more experienced parents out there, hey, I'm glad I was able to do that. I'm no professional. I am a new parent. I'm just sharing my experience along as I go to parents who are newer than I am. And, hey, if anybody has any advice or have anything better to say than what I said, please chime in. I want y'all to chime in. I want y'all to come on the show. I want somebody to be like, yo, you said this, but I want to say this. Let me come on your next episode and straighten you out. I want that. Let's do that. Okay. Let's have conversations. Let's, let's be friends. Let's, let's just all, this is the spot. Okay. This is the spot. This is where we're going to do it at. I have kids podcast is the spot. All right. Um, you know, thanks y'all for listening to the first episode. If you made it this far, Make sure you follow me on follow this podcast on Instagram at I Have Kids Podcast. It's also on Facebook at I Have Kids Podcast. Like the page. Um, make sure you share this episode. I want share this with all your mom friends and dad friends. Share this with um you know anybody who is a hot mess like I am when it comes to raising kids. Share this with everybody who has children or people who are thinking about having children or people who take care of children. Share this with your babysitter. Shoot. Share with everybody. Um, Follow, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. This is my first episode for this podcast. Also, check out 2 Real 4 Radio if you have not because that is where I got started at. All right. And, you know, y'all just keep doing y'all thing. All right. Be great. You're doing great. Keep it up. You're a good parent. All right, and I'll catch y'all next time.